Hi there, welcome to the Culture of Life podcast from Human Life International. I'm Tad Wojcik, the Mission Research Specialist with Father Shannon Moke. Tad, as always, great, great to be with you again. Yes, absolutely, Father. Um, here we are talking today about um, an article that you've uh, written about some things going on in the news with respect to a certain uh, one libs of TikTok <laughs> uh, Twitter account. Now, this is a uh, people might be familiar, but in case they're not, it's a Twitter account that uh, reposts um, TikTok videos. And TikTok is a, is a social media platform. It's even younger than uh, you know Instagram, and it's basically what high schoolers are using now to uh, share short, very short videos um, that are kind of sensational and viral, and usually relatively vulgar, at least kind of crass. Um, and uh, anyway, Libs of TikTok is a Twitter account that is reposting some of these TikTok videos um, made by, or, or recordings of, at least, uh, highly radical progressives. Um, and uh, anyway, that's the setup here in Father, if you just want to take it away from there. There was a Washington Post article written right. about that, and uh, maybe just you can go sure. from there, Father. Well, it's a great, it's a great way to explain, you know, uh, Tad, what you just did in the sense of kind of laying down some of the the, the, the background on, you know, lives of TikTok. Because what it's done is, uh, it's interesting, as, as you defined it, you know, someone, you know, in a certain age bracket, you know, would be familiar, familiar, very familiar with TikTok. And so it's kind of aimed at a certain, you know, clientele. And what lives of TikTok does is it just re- you know, kind of just puts it in front of people what's happening, you know, in, in the current climate. Yeah. And and that's what drew my attention because each of these platforms, these social media platforms, whether we're talking about, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, TikTok, or any of the other platforms that are out there. Uh, and, you know, people could use these for good. They could use them for opportunity uh, to, uh, you know, promote good things. You know, obviously connecting with other people is a good. You know, many people uh, of an older segment of our society appreciate, you know, like, for example, Facebook, because it's a chance to see images of their grandkids and, you know, connect to their family and to hear what's happening. So there's something good that can be, be done with these various platforms. And so what uh, drew my attention, you know, uh, obviously, because it's right now very much front and center. Right. And maybe we should mention that, that, that there's just been this Washington Post article that uh, exposed, quote unquote, exposed the uh, previously anonymous owner of the libs of TikTok Twitter account. It's kind of complicated here. You got the you got the original TikTok videos, you got the Twitter account, and then you've got the Washington Post article and then the right. media firestorm after. Anyway, right. the we're not going to focus on that stuff in this in this podcast so much as um I think what you're alluding to, Father, which is that, you know, a lot of the social media platforms have as they've aged, also aged in their clientele, but TikTok being one of the newer ones right. is really aimed at high schoolers and Correct. younger. Right. Um, and what libs of TikTok are, are doing there, if I get I've gotten tongue tied there, yeah. is you know it's 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 because we're dealing with someone who's concerned about the culture, concerned about what people are seeing, mm -hmm. and because of this platform, like many others, that can be used for good or bad, you know, are advancing you know propaganda is trying to reach the minds of our young people and and to to point them in different directions with regard to woke culture, various ideologies, uh, the various things that we talk about here in our podcast, you know, that are affecting families and affecting our young people. And so it really is, it doesn't create new information. It's just exposing what's already out there. And in this case, it's exposing the progressive agenda. 
And this is what makes it such a, an interesting story because, you know, what we hear from progressives, you know, as long as it's about them and they're the ones controlling the conversation, it's fine. The moment that you kind of bring their conversation into the light and expose what they're saying, what they're doing, and the means and methods they're using, all of a sudden you're enemy number one. You, 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 you need to be silenced. We need to censor you. And so it's an interesting moment because what it's, again, doing, which we're not going to talk about too much today, is it just keeps bringing the conversation to the forefront. You know, you know, who's doing the censoring? Why are they wanting to censor people's conversations? What are they afraid of? And, and so here what drew my attention was not, because I looked at some of the, the videos and I saw what, you know, what the person was uh, talking about. And, and what caught my attention was, you know, what's being uh, advanced with our young people? And for myself, you know, and for HLI, which is very concerned about, you know, the culture of life and concerned about our families and concerned about those family values, that these are things that many parents don't even know their children are seeing. And that's the real issue here. And, and I think that might be why people got so mad that uh, about this Twitter account, because Twitter is kind of taking it to a, a different right. uh, stage of uh, the population, set of the population, Correct. kind of a larger discourse, whereas on TikTok, people... Right. Anyone and adults were not really seeing right. some of this stuff. And like um, anything else, anything that come, we, those on the on on the far left and those with a very different you know uh, view of human life, you know, want to keep things in the dark. And so as long as parents and those in a certain segment of our culture don't know what's being advanced, you know, then it's fine. But now all of a sudden it's come out into the light, and and so I think it's a, again another opportunity for us as a culture to look at this. Is this what we really believe? Is this what we want to advance? Is this what we want our children, you know, to be experiencing? You know, very much like our conversation about what's happening in Florida. We had a, you know, talked about the issue there, but from three-year-olds to, you know, all the way up, there, all the way up to five-year-olds. And, and, you know, what, what's being advanced, you know, in school systems? And, and in fact, there's even a connection here with that particular episode and, and the column on which that episode was based because one of the libs of TikTok that this account was... Uh, uh, you know, portraying or reposting is uh, some. Uh, Tanya uh, I didn't yeah. know the name, right. but a, a witch, right? Who's uh, right. involved in uh, a lot of really sick sexual stuff so that we cannot. Right. Uh, we're not going to talk about. But there's a link in my but, column if people are interested in going back to see right. that, that particular conversation. But absolutely, Tad, because you know, th- again, what's happened is the conversation that this is now brought to the surface is one that parents, and that's why I'm, I'm addressing really the column toward, you know, to grandparents, godparents, you know, to pastors, to, to people who, uh, you know, share our core values, our Judeo-Christian values, who share our concern about, you know, family life and about our young people and what's influencing their, their minds and their, and their thought processes regarding, you know, the human dignity, you know, sexuality, you know, marriage. And, and so what we're having here is an opportunity for people to pause, stop and ask a question. Why is TikTok doing this? What's, what's behind it? You know, and then what should we be doing? And, and that's really the conversation that I want to have. And I began my column by, you know, referencing uh, a very popular uh, series, movie series and book series uh, by uh, Tolkien, you know, the Lord of the Rings series that uh, many people would be familiar with, uh, at least I hope they would and still remember. And, uh, but uh, here I'm really referencing a specific scene, you know, in the, in, 
And here's where Gandalf is facing the Balrog. You know, here's this sinister being from the darkness. And uh, and the, the the Fellowship of the Rings that, you know, Gandalf has pledged, to, you know, to defend, you know, and, and his friends is in grave, grave harm. They're in grave danger. And so Gandalf does exactly what the only choice before him would be, and that is he stands his ground. And he, and he just, with, with, in a simple way, you know, it just says to the Balrog, you cannot pass. You know, I'm, just go back where you came from. It's an interesting point. We had talked about this before, Father, but the you cannot pass is, in the movie, it's you shall not pass. But uh, you were saying you wanted to emphasize in the quote you gave was from the book, right. is that the actual thing that Gandalf says is you cannot pass. Right, that's right. Uh, and you were saying that's relevant to the attitude of parents with respect to some of this stuff. Right. Uh, that kids see online, right? Exactly. And, and what's happened is, you know, what, what happens with so many people's lives, everyone is so busy. Parents are busy. They have a lot happening in daily life, you know, from work schedule, schedules, raising their families. And, you know, oftentimes we don't really monitor uh, enough of what our young people are, are seeing today. And because we're dealing with a, a, an age where, uh, especially here in the United States, particularly and especially in the Western world, where the internet is, you know, commonplace. You know, people have access to the internet so easily today, and uh, the safeguards that parents, you know, would as- sometimes assume that are out there are maybe the the, the the guidelines they've given to their children. You know, maybe some of the um, the uh, software they've used to kind of have guardians over that don't always work. And you know, these other uh, industries try to find ways to get in and to to introduce their their propaganda. And we have an example here, you know, with, with TikTok, you know, being used as a means to avail young people to this information. And so like Gandalf, you know, parents, myself as, 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 a, as a shepherd, as a priest, as a, as a father of, of, of souls is same duty, you know. That's why we talk about these things. That's why I'm such a it's such a joy to to serve Human Life International because I I get to be a part of something that's really concerned about the well being of other people. And so what we're doing here is saying not pointing fingers in the sense that parents are you know fussing anyone, just saying this is a moment to pause and ask good questions. What are my children seeing? What's being introduced to them? In these platforms, have I even picked up, you know, those various computers or uh, iPhones or uh, iPads and, you know, galaxies and all the various things? And what are my children watching? What are they seeing? And it's not sometimes just a, a, a movie they may be watching or on, on any of these platforms. It, it's also the, I say the pop-ups, but it's also the ads. It's all the other things that come along with it. You know, and, I, and that's why sometimes I don't post things. Even reading news articles, you can have some pretty risque right. ads on the side right. there. And you're like, exactly. I, you know. That's right. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's why in my column, you know, I purposely do not link. You know, I make note of where I receive the information from, but I don't put a link because it's the comments. And, and, and because so many different people may read the column, I don't want to introduce, you know, unnecessarily vulgar language and, you know, things to people. So I'm, and I think that's why it's, it's so, it's important to me as well, because I'm concerned about what I speak and what I introduce and what I might avail people to. And this is where I would want parents, you know, and godparents and grandparents and, and, and good people who are concerned about our youth you know, to, to not allow this kind of situation just to be a political conversation or, you know, an, an, a debate, you know, only by certain people. We all need to enter into the debate. You know, we need to enter into that moment. And, and back, just return back to Gandalf is, is have the same mentality 
you cannot pass. There's something of great value here, and the something is a someone. These are our children. This is our. These are our youth, and and we need to protect and and to safeguard them from these kinds of ideologies that have no concern for their well-being, but are pushing ideological positions. And we need to be. And that's what libs of TikTok is exposing. They're just literally resubmitting what's already out there, what's already on Twitter and, and other platforms, and just exposing it. This is what this person says. This is what this person has. Like we talked about Ms. Turner, you know, with regard you know, to her involved in the occult and, and some of the things that she believes and promotes and, and, and very openly defends. And so uh, what Libs of TikTok did is didn't say anything about it. It just re-aired what this person has said and, and publicly made available. And, and so parents need to realize that there are dangers out there. And again, it's not so much just turn everything off. I mean, that would be too easy. And Well, I was going to address that, Father, because um, that was, you know, <clears throat> the large question is first, how do parents protect their kids online, right? right. But, you know, uh, the, maybe I have a perspective here as a, as a young person who's been who basically grew up with the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite, but pretty much. Um, at some point it kind of does feel like the best thing to do is basically just stop this stuff. You know, I mean, well, that would, we don't want people to turn off this podcast, (laughs) but, uh, essentially, I mean, for the good of one's own soul, uh, at some point it seems like, you know, I don't need to know that I personally, I hadn't followed this libs of TikTok story. I didn't, I barely, I mean, I know what TikTok is kind of conceptually, but I, I don't, I've never uh, I don't even know if it has a website. It might just be an app. I, I don't know. Uh, and I'm a kid, pretty much, a young person to whom these right. things are uh, targeted. I'm wondering, is that the... I was going to challenge, or maybe not challenge, but bring that up, Father. Is that not the right attitude to just turn stuff off? There's always there's a balance. Because, mm-hmm. for example, I can filter. Mm-hmm. So I can say, I don't need to be avail myself to this. I can turn these off. I can, you know... But the idea here is what I would suggest, this is what I often did in, in parish ministry, working with, with parents and, and teaching in school systems, and, you know, is how to guide people to make moral decisions. And so here what we have is not young people making moral decisions because it's, it's things that are just coming, coming at them. So in this situation is where parents need to take the lead. And that is, how do I prepare, you know, my children in how to deal with these various influences? And you're right, Ted, sometimes it is, no, you're just not going to, I don't want you to have access to that at all. Sometimes that is the response, depending on the age of a, of a child and the age of the person involved. And, you know, what has been the experience? You know, if parents have given them uh, three strikes and three strikes are out, well, yeah, maybe it's time to remove the temptation from them and, 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 and help them have greater discipline. But also there's the other side of that is, is that life is going to be filled with choices every day. And how do we help our young people to make those kinds of choices? Now, those are different ways of addressing that, which means parents take a more uh, assertive approach to how they, how they guide their children in those decision-making. And part of that sometimes is, is not to have access to it at all. Because that's, that's, and sometimes you have to do that. And I would say my suggestion always is you have to know your own children and know when is it appropriate to start maybe introducing, not to TikTok, but introducing them to how to use the internet. 
how to see it as a tool that's something good and how to use it for your homework and your learning and your ability to, to stretch your mind. And at the same time, realize that temptation is always around and that there are others that are not going to have those safeguards. They're not. So you have to have the safeguard within yourself. You have to have the discipline within yourself, not to go looking where you should not be looking, not to allow curiosity, you know, to lead you down a pathway. But that that takes parents. I mean, they're the primary teachers of their children. And and that's what this is also getting at, is parents are not the primary teachers here. Their children, parents could be doing a wonderful job teaching their children everything we just talked about. They're doing the right thing. They've set up the right mechanisms. They put the safeguards in there. They've done everything they can except turning it off but they've done everything they possibly can, but yet because there are those that have no concern for that, find ways to get to those young people. And and what we also know is, we, as we talked about before, they also communicate to young people, don't tell your parents. They, they wanted to be in the dark. And so that's what's happened here is that it's all come into the light. And as it comes into the light, of course, what the progressive want is to bring it back into the dark. And then blame everybody else as being, you know, even even using language to try, oh, you're discriminating, you have hate language, you're giving hate speech, you're promoting, which is all untrue. And so, but it's a way to try to silence it. And so what we need to do is laugh at that and say, we've only posted what you yourself have put out there. There's nothing here that's any different that Libs of TikTok has done. So there's no fabric, there's no editing, there's nothing of there out there. This is what you posted. We're just exposing what you posted. So this is the time, you know, for for people to reevaluate. For myself, you know, I use the internet. I mean, obviously, I do research, and uh, and and I have to know where to go. And as I just shared earlier, Ted, there are a lot of things and images on these stories and links that you know I click on to learn more about it. And I have to tell you, sometimes it's just it's too vulgar. I just uh, and I turn it off. I've had enough. I've gotten what I need from the information, and that's why sometimes, as I mentioned, I don't put things in the article, you know, or I put a little disclaimer, like we do sometimes when we do our podcast. We're going to talk about something very sensitive because I don't want to introduce people to something that's 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 inappropriate. So, for us now, it's about taking this moment. This has been brought into the light. So, parents who are hopefully listening say, "Well, are my children looking at TikTok?" They might not even know that. You know, they might not even, as you said, if you ask probably my own parents, tell me what, tick, other than what they see on the news, they wouldn't know that. They're, they, don't even, they don't even play on the internet. They, they, they don't. They don't particularly care for it. So it's not something they're interested in. So there's a certain segment of our population that really doesn't know because that's not what they avail themselves to. There are people doing right things with that, those wonderful uh, social media platforms. They're using it for good things like we're doing right now. So, right, and that's something that I wanted to get to, Father, as well. Um, you know, because people can ask. Uh, obviously, we're talking was, a lot of this content on TikTok. We're saying is just bad, straight up bad. Right. Uh, some people might have um, a kind of a nuanced critique of something like libs of TikTok, where they say, "Okay, yeah, this is exposing some evils," but um, at what point is it kind of stewing in uh, sort of like right. stewing in filth, uh, even right. if the intention is, you know, coming right. from a from a right intention? Sure. And then, back, and then we have to, uh, you know, I, I think in that context, we have to ask, what is an, a Christian way to approach social media? Right. And that it does bring up the kind of, um, I'll throw this out, the, the kind of Benedict option approach of 
maybe you just got to stop, right. you know, uh, which we have been kind of <laughs> back and forth on here about right. that. Um, or at, at least don't... have the opportunity, like I said, each person has to make that decision for themselves. And mm-hmm. parents and adults have to make those decisions for the good and well-being of their children. And sometimes maybe the Benedict option is the one. And sometimes maybe it is, guess what? You have a limited amount of usage, you know, so many hours a day, one hour a day. Whatever. But that's where parents are, are taking the onus here. They're taking the leadership role. You know, uh, it's interesting. You know, we're not just talking about youth here. You know, Ted, I, I travel a good bit, you know, on behalf of HLI. I've been in many parts of the world. And, you know, I've been in many seminary uh, uh, seminaries around the world that access to internet is limited. Now, these are adult men. And yet the, the administration, the leaders, the fathers that are helping form these young men, you know, to be potential priests and, you know, religious leaders themselves one day, you know, there's limited access to the Internet. And part of it is, again, it's discipline. So now we're talking about adults, you know, working with adults. So if they're going to be that serious about the information, then it means we should all be serious about this kind of information. And, and a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, again, when working with, with adults, you know, coming for spiritual direction, you know, Ted, they'll say, you know, I don't have enough time to pray. Now, here I'll, I'll use it as an example as we're talking. Well, tell me what your day's like. So listening, learning the individual, hearing what, what is their day. Tell me an average day. Tell me what an average week looks like. And what you find sometimes in many cases is how many hours are exhausted you know, on social media, you know, TV, internet, and outside of work, you know, so outside of a work environment, you know, many people, we, myself, yourself, we, we use the internet all day long and to do our work and to, and to serve the church and, and, and advance the mission of HLI. But, you know, in the evenings, you know, uh, there comes a point when I just, I turn it off. You know, I'm done. And I love to pick up a book. Now, I'm talking about me. I, I'm not, but I like to read. And so I get a point where I don't want to see anything anymore. I don't want to watch anything anymore. I just want to pick up a good book and read. Now, so these are the kind of things that, that require it's self-discipline. And, you know, but how much of our world today, and I mean, I don't have any of the stats in front of me, but I've seen many articles of how many hours the average person daily spends in front of a computer screen, a TV screen, a phone, or some iPad, or, you know, consumed by that, that world and unable to shut it out. It, I mean, hours upon hours. And, you know, what we're doing right now is having a conversation. And yes, we're using media, we're using technology, but we're talking about something. You know, and, and I enjoy talking. I like visiting with people. If people don't know that by now, but listen to the podcast, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a joy to be among people. And, and that requires turning something off. And, and, and that's the challenge right now. And it, in, in, in our school systems, technology is what children are, are being raised in. And there could be a good in that. I mean, I worked in school systems. We, we installed many technologies in the schools to help our young people. But we also had tremendous safeguards and oversight to make sure that our young people were not being introduced to things or had access to, uh, to various mediums. But again, that's, that's up to us as leaders to make those decisions on behalf of young people who are not yet ready or capable of making decisions on that level. That's what I go back and say earlier, a parent has to make that call. They have to look at what is the good they want for their children. But how many of our parents, how many of our adults, grandparents, you know, don't know about this environment? So, so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm not going to say it has to be one way or the other. You know, it's not turn everything off, 
maybe that is the answer. A parent needs to make that decision. An adult needs to make that decision. But in most cases, I would say it's a balanced approach. It's you have to know yourself, know your boundaries. But let's be honest. What does a three-year-old know about boundaries? You know, what is a, a five, a seven, eight, ten, even young young adolescents and so forth? I mean, there, there's such a curiosity, there's such a, a desire, and, and what these platforms use, who have a, a, an ill intent, is they take advantage of that curiosity. They take advantage of that innocence, and they exploit it, and they use it to their advantage. And so uh, it's an important moment, you know, to return back to Gandalf. You know, it's it's standing right in front. And, and what I love about the, the image that Tolkien does pardon me, is what he does is he, he, he uses Gandalf to just state an obvious situation. What the Balrog is, is real, but it's false. It, he, he, and it makes it clear when you read the book. The book gives you a, a much beautiful, more beautiful understanding, but then you have the image of, of the movie, which really is very powerful. But Gandalf approaches this, 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 this being, you know, for what it is. It's, it's false. It's dark. You know, and so he just says, go back to where you where you come from. What we're talking about are a lot of falsifications, a falsification of the human person, a falsification of human sexuality, a falsification of marriage, of family life. I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch very limited TV. And but commercials get me so upset if I can push a button and turn them off. How many I see that that demoralize family life, make fun of it. You know, just it's horrible to watch, and, and even in subtle ways. Because absolutely. even the, you know, the car ad that shows a, like a happy family, you know, they're going to show a very limited number of children, right? right. And if kind any of, at all, yeah, kind of pick, pick, paint that as oh, this is the ideal, like this is a, right. this is what a family is, exactly. rather than you know. But even just uh, more blatant, just I mean, just right, really aggressive, a, a gamut, and just making fun of, of of marriage and so forth, and making fun of family life, and 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 that's all people hear. And we we as we've talked about before, Ted, you know, we when so many in our society have become desensitized. So for me, I'm sensitive to that mm-hmm. because. To me, it, it, it's mocking a good, something that God has created, something that is beautiful. It's making fun of it. And so it bothers me on a level that maybe people in your age bracket, Ted, may not be bothered by because they've been desensitized. It's, it's just that's what they see in the movies. That's what they see on the social media. That's what they hear in conversations. Yeah, well, it kind of instills a little bit of a, of a, of a shell shock reaction in, for a young person who kind of flipped the script. Right. You, you become a little bit... Uh, Almost, um, maybe the word reactionary does apply in a certain sense because you just start to see everywhere everything right, right. as 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 infected. Um, right, and that's the opposite. We got to. We don't want to go that far either. But at the same time, we just want to. It's about being being sensitive. It's and, and again, the article does this. It does. If there's anything it does, and my whole intention with it was to to raise the conversation again for our audience. You know, for those that are, are going to take time to read the column those who are taking time today to listen to the podcast, those who are going to share it with other people, are people who share our values. You know, and, and maybe there might be someone out there that just happens to come across it, you know, sees the, the topic and wants to hear more about it, that might not share our values today, but it may stir within them some questions and maybe get them to look at the situation and realize, you know, no, there's something here that, that's very, very concerning. That's, and, and that's the whole purpose here, is to keep, it, it, keep the conversation in front of us. Don't become desensitized. Don't become indifferent. Don't become, you know, callous to the thing. And because many people just 
this is what they turn off. They just they just they push it aside. They think it's a, it's a political issue. They think it's you know uh, you know the certain people that just keep beating the same drum. Well, it's a real issue. And and yes, there are certain people that are, are talking about it. And and yes, maybe it sounds like a we're beating the drum again and again and again. And but but because it's it's a real situation that we should take serious. And we should realize not just the influence upon young people, but what are we as, a, as adults saying about our future generation? What are we advancing through our young generation? What, what is going to be 20 years from now, you know, as a result of all these various influences, this so-called woke culture, this, this whole movement that we see today? And, and if we don't intervene and call it what it is, and that goes back to the image of Gandalf again, he called it exactly what it is a false being, a dark being. And he says, you cannot pass. So he protects, he safeguards. And this is something that you know we all need to do. And so if I have a chance to protect someone from harm, I'm gonna do whatever I can. You know, I'm not just gonna stand on the sideline and let someone get hit by a car. If I can do something to, to pull them off the curb or pull them back to the curb or help them as much as I can, I'm gonna do it. And how many people do that daily? And, 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 and have given up their lives to, to protect another human being. We hear stories about that and good stories about people who sacrifice to save their own child, to, to, to jump into a cold lake, to, to protect, to save a stranger. So people do, by their goodness, realize there's something good. They're doing exactly what Gandalf does, did in, in the book. And that's what we're advancing here is, is parents have a beautiful charge. What a wonderful, precious gift to raise children to shape their minds and their hearts and to shape our culture and our society. What, what an awesome task and what a beautiful mission to have, to be entrusted with. And for parents is to be on guard, that not everybody out there is out to get them and not everybody out there is helping them. And that requires us as, as adults, as parents, as, as shepherds, as pastors, as people of goodwill, we have to recognize and, and if we don't intervene in this situation, then they continue to advance. The, the, the so-called left progressive mindset just continues to push because no one pushes back. And, and just like they did here, they're, 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 they're all of a sudden, you know, as long as it, 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 it serves their need, they move forward. They don't run over anyone. But the moment someone like the, the author of, uh, you know, uh, Libs of TikTok pricks the conscience, you know, they want to squash that individual completely. And you can, in, this, in my column, I talk about their hypocrisy here. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's true. I mean, they, they, it, the, the person who makes a story in the Washington Post just of recent was saying, you know, we shouldn't be harassing people. We should let, you know, uh, we shouldn't go after people like this, what they call doxing. You know, I'm, I talk about this in the article. You want to define it, Ted? Yeah, doxing would be <laughs> releasing people's, it would be like if someone uh, showed where, where you live uh, <laughs> on right. the internet. Uh, exactly. Um, although, you know, you're kind of public. But anyway, right. someone who's not public revealing the name and, and other personal details right. and information. Exactly. So this person was defending but you don't do that and all of a sudden you know when it doesn't go in their agenda now they want to expose it so it's hypocrisy and and so it's if anything else end of the day tad i hope the column does what i intended it to do and what we're doing today is just just trying to talk about some of those issues again as we've been doing in in a couple of our podcasts of late is reaching out to parents reaching out to uh to grandparents and godparents and and pastors and people that have uh, an impact on our, our youth and our young people 
and, and, and to take a more serious approach. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, that saying that not everybody's taking it seriously. There are a lot of great people doing exactly what they should be doing, and they take it seriously. But we need more people. We need more people to get into this conversation, and we need them on every level within our uh, society. And as we saw in, in previous uh, election cycles, we had school boards advancing agendas that, you know, that parents didn't even know what they were doing in the schools. And all of a sudden, that came to the light. And it created a firestorm, especially here where HLI is located in Virginia. We had situations like that. And what it did, though, is it sparked parents. It got people involved. And this is what I'm hoping here, is that it will spark you know, that same desire to say, wait a minute, what are you doing here? Why is this happening? And for parents, maybe tonight, uh, you know, after hearing this podcast, might go and say to one of their children, all their kids, and say, tell me, what do you know about TikTok? Because I bet they'd be, they'd be shocked, you know, especially if they have not had as great an oversight over what their children are seeing and their young adolescents are, are, are watching. It may give them pause to say, let's stop here for a moment. And let me better understand what, what you are watching and what's influencing your thought. And uh, what you find sometimes is the, 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 the things that your kids may be involved in may be completely in opposition to what you believe. So it's, uh, that's my hope here. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah, just to bring up that conversation. And, and um, I think there's a lot more we could discuss here, Father, but maybe at this point it would be uh, best to, to kind of... Uh, uh, close off here, and, and you know we pick up the, on these issues periodically. So I'm sure right. we'll be back here in a in a, well, in a couple of weeks. So. If, if we could just kind of bring it full circle, if you don't mind, sure. and kind of come back to the, the, the so the, the spiritual side in the sense of what can we do, right? And, and, and as we try to do each time we have our podcast, and I try to do in the column, is you know to call people back to prayer, to call people to pray for those who are doing the good, trying to promote the good defending the good. There are a lot of great people out there who have picked up these calls and really are advancing, you know, good protective measures. And we need to pray for them. We need to pray for the, their ability to advance those, those causes. Um, I mean, it's interesting if we just step back in history and realize, you know, in my own lifetime, I've watched, you know, uh, sadly, many of our laws that used to protect, you know, people from harm you know, now have opened doors where we see industries now exploiting that. For example, the pornography industry would be a, an example, you know, that today, you know, people just kind of assume that's where so many people are. And as we talked in one of our recent podcasts, we talked about, you know, the issue of pornography and, and, and how uh, it, it's, it's so prolific in, so, in, in different people, many people's lives and even to the point of, a, of addiction to it and how the harms that it's caused. So if we keep the spiritual element in mind is that as, as we hear from St. Paul, you know, that, you know, that we are destined for greatness, and I'll paraphrase that, you know, that we're, we're made for glory, we're made for something more, and that we are, you know, made in the image and likeness of God. And that's where we should always start our conversations and end our conversations. So as we address these kinds of issues, this is what we're trying to advance and to and protect and to promote the dignity of, of the human person, the sacredness of human life. So not just life that begins in the womb, but from every stage of life. And that's why we address these issues. And, and that's what makes unique, uh, HLI such a unique 
mission because we address, you know, from the moment that life begins to its natural end. And this is a moment where we're in, the, in between those two bookends, talking about the dignity of life. And so I would ask people just, one, pray for those who are fighting the good fight. Two, that we also, you know, especially to my, 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 my brother priest, you know, in our parishes. Now, I'm currently not uh, working in and serving in parish ministry, but what are we doing in our parishes to help parents, you know, to educate them on these issues? How are we supporting them? How are we preaching about these issues? For those that are working with our young people, whether it be in the school systems or the catechetical programs or in youth ministries, are we talking about these issues? How are we talking about chastity, purity? How are we talking about, you know, uh, dealing with temptation? Because, you know, like I said, the, the computer, the Internet is a thing. It's, it, it's, it's what I do with it. Like anything else in life, it's the choices I make. So wh- how are we talking about this? What are we, what are we dealing with in these, in these opportunities with our young people and with our parents and our young adults? How are we supporting those that are really trying to live rightly? you know, and, 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 and righteously in the eyes of God and following, you know, the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. How are we helping them? So there's many ways we can do this. I would say, if I could, encourage our, our bishops, you know, th- this is a time to write pastorals, to talk about them, but also make sure that how do we apply them? How do we get the, those, those wonderful catechetical teachings into the parishes, into the lives? Because people are hungry. They're searching. Like, I mean, imagine someone listening today going, oh, there goes Father and Tad once again, you know, you know, talking about this issue, beating that drum. But they never tell us what we can do about it. Well, we do, but, but there, we can only do so much in, in, a, in a short period that we're together. I can only say so much, you know, in under a 2,000-word minus article. But we have to be creative. And that's the last thing I want to mention is, is to be creative in, in, in our various ministries in service to, to human persons, in our parishes, in our schools, in our dioceses, and, and how we, 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 we walk alongside each other and support each other and, and, and not be afraid to talk about these issues. And maybe the pulpit's not the place all the time, but we have so many other opportunities to do this. So that's my hope. And so prayer and action, prayer and action. And my prayer for all of us who are listening, that we, as hard as it is to talk about these, how uncomfortable it can be when we read the stories and we look at the links and we see the images and we hear about them. It can be, you know, very upsetting to know all that, especially for parents and grandparents who are dealing with children and, you know, but don't be afraid. That's the last part I'll mention is just don't be afraid. We must stand. We must rise. And that's why I, I began that article, this article, you know, but by, by using the story of token with regard to Gandalf in this particular scene, but I was thinking of myself, the whole process. You know, do what am I doing? How do I stand? What am I advancing? How am I helping? Am I being an encouragement to others? Uh, am I so? In other words, what am I doing? So it's not just pointing a finger, but asking myself. And that's how I, I want to end uh, our podcast today by by just I always think of this from my own perspective. You know. How does it relate to me? What can I be doing more to, 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 to deal with these issues? So that's, that's how I write, and that's how I try to address them. And so I'm hoping that, you know, that by talking about this, we maybe have encouraged others to do the same. So read the column and uh, be more familiar with it. And, uh, and 
Uh, look forward to continuing, Tad, with some of the conversation. We can get into some of the details in other podcasts a little more about certain issues. Absolutely, yeah. And um, thank you very much, Father, for everything here and, and for, for writing the article and just just talking about these issues and, and really kind of challenging us to uh, think about how we personally can make decisions in our own life as far as media usage. Um, hopefully that means people, uh, you know, like and subscribe to the Human Life International <laughs> uh, Culture of Life podcast. But anyway, um, uh, you know, as well as parents, you know, uh, kind right. of deciding how and what to expose, allow their children, their <laughs> kids to be exposed to. So. Right. Anyway, um, I think that's all for now then, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you all next week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure, like I said, to like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, uh, follow us on Amazon, Spotify, and uh, oh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I had a blank. Anyway, follow us on all our uh, platforms. <laughs> Thank you very much. God bless. <laughs>